Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a dream. Celebrities on the air, 
right now hosting this show with us. So, uh, you know, before we really get into the show, normally me and Brian, we, we, we talk about a little bit, you know, just some stuff that's going on in our lives. And I know you're a big basketball fan. You played basketball in high school. Absolutely, yeah. are, are you watching the NBA playoffs? Do you follow the NBA at all? I do, but I, I'm really not watching because I'm just a Kobe Bryant fan. And oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just, you know, devastated right now. Man, but, I, I so I was going to get away from the Kobe and the Lakers fans by Brian not being on the show. He loves Kobe and the Lakers, too. But <laughs> So I'm a little devastated. But other than that, I mean, it's great. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like Kobe. I, I'm not really a Lakers fan. Kobe's cool, though. I don't wish any ill to Kobe, but definitely uh, a lot of other players I like better than him. But, hey, so I'm, I'm watching. I'm a Heat fan. But, um I'm definitely excited about that and see, see what's going on with the rest of the uh, NBA playoffs. Another thing, you know, both of us have kids in the Baltimore County school system. Uh, I just went to my, my, my son's STEM fair last night. They used to call them science fairs when we were in school. Now they're called STEM fairs. And I know uh, your daughter was, was in hers uh, the week before. Tell us about that experience. What was her experiment and uh, how that go? Hello, did I lose you? I think I did. We're going to wait for Adrian to call right back in. So, but in the meantime, yeah, I, my um my my son his his STEM fair, he did a project on which popcorn uh what what temperature popcorn cooks the uh, most least most, the least unpopped kernels. So what he did was he froze some pop microwave popcorn, he left some microwave popcorn in the refrigerator, and then he left some uh microwave popcorn at room temperature. Went through that process, and we were excited so to figure out, you know, which uh, popcorn would, would leave the least amount of unpopped kernels. He got interviewed and everything. Thought he was going to win. Didn't place, but he got the participation ribbon. So, hey, it was a good thing. But I tell you what, we're going to go on, keep it moving. Because tonight we have a, we're bringing back a segment that we uh, did a while ago, and now we have a new contributor to the show. We're going to bring on this young lady who is uh, going to be with us once a month now as we get ready to go into our He Say, She Say segment. This is the segment where we get to talk to uh, the women about some issues and kind of get, you know, tap into the ladies' minds and kind of give the men's point of view as well. Uh, so I want to bring on a young lady who's going to be a new contributor to the R&B show, Miss Tasneen Bo, also goes by Lady T. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Wonderful to have you on the show. So we, Thank I mean, you. I look forward to be on the show. I've I've followed the show for a little while, so I'm excited to actually be on it. Wonderful. We're glad to have you on as well. Give me one second here. I want to bring Adrian back on the line. Adrian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. So uh, welcome back. So we we just uh, brought Lady T onto the onto the show. So we're gonna go on to our uh, he say she say segment. But Lady T. Again, as a new uh, contributor to our show, I know you, you're doing speaking engagements. You're, you're a writer. You have a lot of things going on. So tell us about uh, who you are and how people can contact you. Okay. Well, um, like you said, my name is Tiazine Bo, um, a.k.a. Lady T, and I write for a magazine called The Ann. It's a local magazine. Um, it's distributed once a month. Uh, it's inserted in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times for Washtenaw County. You can also find it in um, the Ann Arbor News that comes out um, on Sundays. Also, uh, you can find it at various places around Ann Arbor. 
Um, people can contact me through my Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com, uh, Lady T Dating. Um, you can also go to the Ann Magazine and find uh, Lady T's Guide to the Game, which is uh, my page on, on the Ann's website. It's theannmagazine.com. Um, you can also email me through ladytdating at gmail.com. Uh, and so I'll talk a little bit about the column. It's a dating and relationship column. Um, originally, it started out as my dating stories. Uh, and although they're funny, um, sometimes the message isn't, you know, all that clear. So, um, so I'm incorporating topics now every month uh, for the community to brainstorm over and discuss uh, and just to have a theme. Um, so, so that's a little bit about it. Uh, no topic is off limits. Uh, I, I really want to get people stirred up and I want to get some discussions going. So I'm hoping that with the he say, she say, we can start some talks uh, because talking really is healing, right? I mean, when, when you're able to um, find out how other people are, other people are thinking and, um, form ideas and, and, and talk about them, you're kind of able to heal. I mean, it's kind of a therapy, so, so I, I'm I hoping agree. to, yeah, it, so, it, so I think some going. No, so that, that's one of the biggest things I think when you talk about relationships and dating, I think that uh, uh, one of the biggest issues is that it's not enough talking and, and really the honest yeah. conversations about the things that need to be talked right. about. Uh, and really, yeah, people end up guessing and trying to figure mm-hmm. out uh, what someone likes and doesn't like, and or you just go back to what happened, what worked in the last relationship, uh, and people are different. So uh, yeah. I, we we have some conversation pieces we want to talk about in this first segment, but I want to give you a chance to go ahead and 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 maybe you can jump in with the first topic and what, what's one of the hottest things right now that you're getting a lot of um, ladies or even men that are asking you right now as, as it uh, pertains to as you call it, the game. And uh, dating right now. Well, um, well, you know, I, I don't, well, I don't know if you know or not, um, but there was um, uh, a moment where Tyrese was in the media um, uh, about, I think he was talking about uh, overweight women as being not appealing to him. Um, I think that that's what it was. So uh, right now, for this month, we are. We're we're tackling the topic of uh, Battle of the Bulge, and it's is their double standard when it comes to women and oh, I'm sorry, is their double standard between men and women when it comes to weight. So, um, do women have it harder uh, being overweight or underweight than men getting and finding dates, or is it just like a a, a mental thing? I mean, is it is it just all in our minds that we think women might have it harder? Um, so, so that's the topic that uh, I'm on this month, and um, that's what people are wanting to discuss. All right. Are you getting good responses? Are a lot of people participating? Um, I've been getting a, a quite a bit of emails about the topic, um, mm-hmm. so much so that I want to do a focus group on it um, later in the month. I'm thinking okay. around the 30, 31st. So. Uh, people are very opinionated. I think most people um, want to just say that it's up to the daters and, and that it's really kind of a personal issue and that it's not um, – it doesn't need to be made into a big issue. 
Um, but but there are those people out there that are very discriminatory against um, others that are, I mean, overweight or underweight, you know, and it and it, it makes it harder when you're trying to find love. Because Tyrese, he didn't just say, I prefer smaller women. I mean, he said that he pretty much put all the blame on women who are overweight as they just um, overeating, and he called them fat and nasty, which was yeah. that was really where the oh uh, my. a lot of the, the backlash yeah. came from. Now, I mean, Adrian, yeah. I want to talk to you because, Adrian, you have the school. You deal with hundreds of young girls every single year. Uh, body image is, is important. Uh, you have girls of all sizes in your classes. What, what's been your experience? Because you, you deal with them from four years old up to high school seniors, you know, and, and then they still stick with you after that. But uh, how do you deal with this body image thing when you're dealing with the young girls uh, and molding them coming up? It, actually, we have girls of all shapes and all sizes, um, girls who would definitely be considered overweight, um, but we do not discriminate at all. Um, I have a competition team and a dance company, and several of our students um, would probably be considered overweight, and then most of their few that I'm sure will be considered overweight, and they're phenomenal dancers. They don't let their weight hinder them. Our master dance teacher is not small either, so um, she's definitely like um, not quite not full of figure, but definitely like borderline full of figure, and she's a phenomenal dancer. So her example as a role model that, you know, you have to still keep it moving, you can still exercise, you may have to get used to it, um, but that you can still be beautiful, you can still be talented, and there's no need to, you know, look at yourself as any less than, as long as you're healthy and you're feeling good and you're taking care of yourself. So we, we try our best to encourage our girls to feel wonderful about themselves, however they are. All right. That's great. That is wonderful. Now, Lady T, I want to ask you, let's get into some of this dating stuff, and um, I'm going to put you on the spot with some of these questions and just kind of give you whether you have um from personal experience with some of the ladies and, and men that you deal, deal with. but And I'm going to ask you, of course, Adrian, I want you to jump in as well. Um, mm-hmm. You've been married for a while, but, again, you deal with a lot of women. I know you do a lot of speed dating things. You have a lot of single friends. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What's something that uh, you as women would wish that men would finally get about women? Like what's the thing that you wish that they would just understand this one thing and that would make it easier for them to deal with women and for women to deal with those men if they just got this out of the way and understood this one thing about, uh, and it could be any anything about dealing with women when it comes to dating them. Is that for? Oh, oh either for, one you can tell me. <laughs> I put the call. Okay. Yeah, you can Yeah, one. I think it's for you, Lady T. Okay. I, <laughs> I think that that's, uh, that is a really great question. Um, the first thing that popped into my mind when you asked, that question was that I, I think that we're all just wanting to feel special. And I, and I know that that mm-hmm. sounds kind of cliche, but I think that if a man can understand that his woman wants to be respected um, mm-hmm. it, because that, that makes us feel special, that that is, the most important thing. And and the thing with respect is that it's so different because it's based on our experiences through life. You know, how we form respect for someone else is based on how our our parents showed respect for each other or how um how we were taught respect. So so 
my man might think that respect is something totally different than what I do. So, right. so, uh, so a man has our your man has to understand that you want to be respected in the way that you need to be respected, and if he can understand that, I think that he'll he'll do well. I, I think that that's the most important thing. I hope I, I answered that question correctly. Yeah. You know, just finding out what what respect means to me so that I can be mm-hmm. special and I can feel like I'm your queen. You know, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of things. It's interesting, like when you watch love and hip-hop shows, you know, um, the women that are with these men that are athletes and um, musicians, these women know that it's really hard for their man because there are a lot of other women that are ready to, you know, claw after their men. I mean, women. some women don't care whether their, men is, their man is married or in a relationship or whatever. But these women that are with those men have to feel respected. You know, like they have to feel like even if you are doing some dirt, you, you, can, you need to either be honest with me because that's how I feel about respect or you need to really keep that hidden because that's how I feel about being respected. So in the long the long way around it, I just I think that knowing how your woman likes to be respected is the most important thing. And I would agree with that. I was going to say um, that you matter. What you mm-hmm. think matters and how you feel matters. And that's the exact same thing that I think Lady T is saying. How you feel, what you think, that those mm-hmm. two things for me that they matter to him, and the, you know mm-hmm. that he cares about how I think, he cares about how how I feel about a certain situation, um, and he's going to do his best um, to to play that position um, as as far as respect goes. So even like you were saying, if you are someone who you'd be open or honest about what's going on, or if you know how I am and you are doing something that you know that you that you don't think um, that I agree to, I agree mm-hmm. that women want you to do your best to be what you say you're going to be to me. You know, keep yeah. your word. You know, respect what I say, and ask the hard questions so you know how I think and how I feel and what matters. So I think that is so so important. Respect. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. And we talked about it before from the men's perspective, and just uh, uh, I think, and again, I, I'm going to speak for every single man in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, you know, I think that obviously it's going to be different for different people, but I think that it kind of goes in line with where ladies want that respect and then men want that loyalty. I think, um, you know, the men that I hang with and know, we want that loyalty. And that loyalty is displayed in different ways uh, for different men, but, you know, it comes with that, uh, it's kind of that mutual respect kind of thing, that loyalty and knowing that, um, you know, I'm the most important thing to you and that I can trust you to be who you say you are with me when you're not around me, and, and I think that that mm-hmm. um, you know, when when a man is serious about a woman, that's what he wants. You know, that's one thing that he wants. Uh, and I think that's, that's um, you know, women, women, uh, when they get that, you know, you get your man to do a lot of things for you that you need. But I, I like your, you guys' answers about the uh, respect and just showing that you matter. So that's very, very good stuff. So, 
now, now, as we're talking about dating and we're talking about being in the scene, you know, I know um, for those who don't know, you know, I went through a divorce and had to get back into the dating scene, and I was totally thrown off and 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 blown away on trying to figure out just what dating meant, you know, you know, the verb dating, actually going out on dates uh, versus. Uh, the actual um, place of being dating someone versus being in a relationship slash dating that person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of figure out what exactly was, was going on with that. So, uh, 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 Lady T, when, when you're out there and you're, you're dating different people I and mean, you're not in a, an exclusive relationship, what uh, are some secrets you can give um, ladies to kind of let, when you find that one dude that you feel like, you know what, I want to spend more time with this guy, I think I want to figure out whether or not there's something here, what are some secrets to kind of um, letting the lady know, tell the man how to show that he's, he might be the one and that she wants more attention uh, from him or, or wants to give him more one-on-one attention to? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a good question. I think that um, if you have found a guy that you are serious, that you want to get serious with, um, you need to let him know. I and you know, I think what you're saying is like, how can you drop hints? Is what I got from mm-hmm. what you just said. So correct me if I'm wrong. Right, and I don't think because, you know, you don't want to go like, hey, I want to be your girlfriend right now. If <laughs> you got me kind of like, you know, but you you want to, but you don't want to say that. Because I might scare him right. away, or might not be what your agreement right. was up front. Yep. Right. It's like circle the box, yes or no kind of thing. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I, for me, my thing is, I'm really, I'm really into directness. So, if I, if I'm, if I'm, if I find someone that I, I want to be serious about, I'm just going to sit down with them and say, this is where I'm at. I I I I'm feeling you. I want I'm ready to be exclusive with you. Um, you know, what do you think about that? Where are you at? Are you, are you ready to be exclusive with someone? Um, you know, you just got to talk about it and see if you're both on the same page and if you are, then continue, you know, but if you're not, then then you know and you can um focus your attention elsewhere. I, I agree. I agree because I think that, you know, as far as, like, secrets assuring someone you're the one, you can say little things to someone like, I, um, I'm i really, really happy spending time with you and I want to spend more time with you. Um, you can just, if you are, if you're just trying to fill them out and you're not, you know, you're not ready necessarily to put pressure or you want to pressure, I think sometimes you can just say, say, I'm really happy when I'm spending time with you and I want us to spend more time together. Um, how do you feel about that? Or, oh, I'm really not interested in spending time with anybody else. You're my focus right now. Um, it may, and, and sometimes it might start off as, uh, com- you know, you don't have a lot of time because, you know, as we get older, we get busy. But sometimes mm-hmm. you you wind up spending your time with this one person because you only have time to go out on two dates a week. And this person, you already know them and you already talked to them, so, it, you know, you start out being with them because of convenience, and then you kind of realize, I love this. You know, I'm enjoying right. this. I'm really trying to find somebody else. And I just think uh-huh. it's important that if that's the direction you're going, that you need to, in some way, shape, or form, if you don't want to just boldly come out and say it to kind of get that person to share, even if they're going in that direction. Right, at least find out. So you're saying, like, just let them know, hey, look, I think I'm falling in love with you. What do you think? That's, that's <laughs> <Come>. none of the... <laughs> 
Well, I think she's saying be discreet. Got it, got it. Very, very good advice. I'll tell you what, we have one more question. We're going to try to get this in in 60 seconds. This has been a great segment. Um, and I want the ladies, I want you guys, again, some more advice uh, for the ladies, and then I'll kind of give some advice for the men as well. Uh, now you, you've we all have hangouts. We all have roadblocks. You know, dating for some is is, is worse than others. But is there any message, uh, maybe that one thing that you feel like um, ladies just finally need to get over and let go of when it comes to dating? Is there anything that you've seen in your experiences that kind of keeps coming up over and over? Like, if ladies would just stop worrying about this thing, then they'd have, uh, you know, at least enjoy the dating process uh, better and enjoying what you know what, what's what's happening. Anything. Um, yeah, actually, I think that, and, and this kind of touches on the topic uh, of this month, the Battle of the Bulge, um, mm-hmm. I think that most ladies have to just relax. Like, mm-hmm. the funny thing about men is that they find so many things uh, beautiful and interesting, most. I mean, you'll run into the occasional ones that are um, a little awkward and, and have their types and, and, you know, they're not going out, out of those lines. But most men are just, they just want to be with a confident woman that is, like, really about herself. And so I would say just relax. Like, don't don't think, don't keep thinking, what is he going to think about me or mm-hmm. I should do this or I should do that. Just relax. Be yourself. Men love confidence. It's like... What it's like, honey to a bee. I guess, <laughs> and then I mean they just can't help it. So, um, so I would say to just to to drop that whole, oh my gosh, my shoes don't match my purse type stuff because it's just not worth it. Men really don't mm-hmm. care <laughs> as long as you put your outfit together well, as long as your hair is not a crazy rat's nest, um, you know, and as long as you have some wits about you, you're fine. You're going to be good. I agree with that. You know what you're talking about, Lady T. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I would give some advice on men, but we do everything right, so I really don't have anything to say. So um, <laughs> on that, right. we're, we're out of time for the segment. So, Lady T, go ahead and give out the info one more time so people can uh, keep abreast of what's going on with you. And then um, we definitely look forward to next month when we have you back on. So go ahead and give out your info one more time. Okay, okay. So you can find me on Facebook.com slash Lady T Dating. You can email me at LadyTDating at gmail.com. Um, also, like I said, we're going to have a focus group later in the month. So if you want to participate in that focus group, just Give me a shout-out, and I'll send you information. Um, if you are a business owner that is associated with nutrition or um, fitness, let me know um, because we're going to be giving all kinds of stuff away to participants, and we'd love to put your, your advertisements in our goodie bag. So, um, so yeah, so reach me by email or Facebook, and I look forward to your questions and um, topics, discussion topics. All right. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Lady T. Thank you. Thank you both. You two have a great night. You too. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right. I think we got something good there. Have somebody to know what she's talking about. Get some good advice for the men and the women. So, all right. So, A
No, yeah, it's time to move on to our next segment. So each each month we also do a, a, a on deck segment where we kind of spotlight someone who's uh, may not be a household name yet. However, it's someone that we see is becoming a mover and a shaker and doing some big things. So we like to try to spotlight people uh, before time so we can always sit back and take credit for all the success afterwards. <laughs> Say we had them on here first. <laughs> So I want to bring on the air a very special um, author from the Baltimore area. Uh, she has a new book that just came out last week sometime. Uh, so I want to welcome Miss Pam Mintz to the show. Welcome. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Welcome to the show, Pam. I know you are excited. I know uh, anytime an author releases a book, it's a, a stressful time as well as a, a time full of joy but uh, congratulations, nonetheless. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Just correction: the book actually came out in October of last year, the first one. Right, that's all I was going to clear. You just the had a second new one, one comes out this week. Oh, it's yeah. this week, right? I knew you. I knew yeah. this was part two. I thought it came out last week. So that's what, tell us about it. It's it's single, save. Let me get the title right. Sing, save single sister. Real talk. Tell us exactly. about what's going on with these books, Pam. Okay, Save Single Sister Real Talk is a fiction story about four friends and their adventures being saved, single, and trying to get a man. So each lady has a different perspective on how they are trying to get that man. Now, now, why was it important for you to write this book? Because I'm, I'm thinking it already sounds spicy. We just had the, the he say she say dating segment. Now we're talking about you know you, you writing books about women trying to get a man. So talk to us about what inspired you to write uh, this this book, these books I should say. Well, one thing that's important is that most women that are saved and single get into a a a thing when they get to a certain age in life. All women go through something when they hit those 30s and 40s and they're not married. So my book looks at the different perspectives that women go through to try to seek out a man after they've started their career, had children, maybe went through a divorce earlier in life. And I talk about the topics that aren't necessarily talked about in church, and some sisters just won't share it amongst each other. So I talk about online dating, swinging, sex toys, um, dating married men, sleeping with married men, dating military men, all types of scenarios that women get into. But the book is not a how-to book. On the market, there are a lot of how-to books, but there aren't any books that sort of give you a story so that you can look at a mirrored image of maybe what you're going through and don't want to talk to someone about it. All right. And I was going to ask you with your um, with the four sisters in your book, um, do do each one of the ladies you have some of the characters that have been married before? Actually, in each book, God allowed me to highlight a married couple. So in the okay. first book, which was introduced in October, I actually used a real life married couple, and they actually happen to be my publishers, and they are a young couple who just recently had a baby, and they started off as friends through school, through college, and then they got married. The second couple that's highlighted in this next upcoming book, Trina and Jermaine, those two are a blended family, and they just got married three years ago. So each time I bring into the books a couple that can give hope to singles because of how they ended up together. 
Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, now, because you didn't just talk about being single, but you talked about the saved part. So, you know, and I think that, you know, being saved and being a Christian, uh, there's so many mixed messages that you get about, um, you know, how you're supposed to date, what's supposed to go on before you get married. Uh, you know, it's better to be married than to burn in the flesh. You know, you're supposed to act like you never even heard the word sex before you get married. Um, so how, how are you navigating through some of these issues, um, and then how is it being um, received in, in the church community, or is that even, you know, who you're going after with these books? Well, all of those theories sound good. You know, run, flee, uh, your flesh is going to burn. It sounds good, but it's not always realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, women have to be honest with themselves, and some things we just can't avoid. So I bring it up so that it's a forefront issue, that it's not hidden, because I noticed that saved women in particular begin to hide. So if they end up getting online and meeting a man, they hide it. They don't tell anybody, and then something bad could happen. So I bring it up so that it can be talked about. As far as it being received, well, there have been some people that actually did not like what was in the book in the Christian community because I say it real talk. There may be some profanity in the book, and it's real. It's real mm-hmm. situations. It's real incidents that ha- are happening. And I've, even though the community, some of the people in the community didn't accept it, I've had other people walk up to me and say, girl, that book was me and my friends. I had to get a copy for all of us because they need to see what we're doing wrong. And so it's helping people because it's not putting you under a microscope in front of an audience, and then it's not telling you, well, follow step one, two, three, and four. Right. That's what that's what my question was going to be. Do you think the book is helpful, um, or is it? Because when you said it was a fiction story, I kind of thought you were just you were just telling a story, um, or you, and you're saying that when people look at it and say maybe you know I might be doing this wrong, or maybe I might need to make a change. Is it a book that inspires people um, to go a different route, or to try a different route, or to still find hope, or to believe that things are still out there, or is it just simply? telling somebody's story, you know, even though it is fictional, you're just telling what's happening. Well, my prayer is that it will empower women. Even though it's a story, it's a realistic story. To give you an example, April is the first character that is, um, her book is the one that's coming out this weekend. She is a a divorced mother of three. And her method of finding a man is online dating. So I share in her story some of the things that she's gone through, good, bad, and ugly, from from when she first started college to her present. So it gives women a picture to look at because oftentimes women in church especially won't talk to each other about what's going on in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. So because they don't talk about it, then you don't have anybody to vent to when something goes wrong or an incident occurs. You don't feel like you have someone to go to. So my book gives them a way to look at somebody else and say, hmm, I wonder if I do that. Did I do that like that? Did I handle that situation that way or should I handle it that way? So it gives you some alternatives. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I was asking you. If it was just, you know, a, sto- a, um, you know, a book that just tells just tells a story, because I think they're important, too, um, that you just tell a person's story, and this is just their story, and this is how their life went, just to, just to share a story. Um, but it, it also um, would be great, too, if it gave people ideas about other ways to approach things. Or like you said, I love the fact that you said you, you uh, shared some people's stories so that you could give hope to people. But there's so many people that think that they'll never find anyone and that it's no more good people, you know, in the world, that I'm just the only good person in the world. And I'm just like, if you're good, then it has to be other good people out too, somebody that's good for you. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. So, so Pam, tell us about what, what your uh, vision is with this book. I know you said this was a series. Uh, so what's going to come up next um, as far as what you see the book coming? How many parts are you looking to? Well, is each, are you going to have like four books, one, one book for each uh, sister? Or what, what's coming up with the, uh, the, the series? Well, I have so many goals for this book. But <laughs> the immediate goal is that this book is a series. So there will actually be at least four more books because there's still three more ladies that, that get their own book, and then there will be a conclusion to the final. And then what I eventually want to do is I want two things. I want the book to end up being a stage play, and I also would like to see it on the screen. So I always throw that out there that if Colin Perry or Oprah is listening, <laughs> check my book out. know <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know, well, you know, Tyler does listen to the. Sh- oh, no, I'm lying. No, he don't. He, he don't. <laughs> he not. He not listening to us. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but definitely wish wish you the best on that. So I forgot to get in the beginning. Uh, give us your contact information. How people can uh, get a copy of the book and and some of your upcoming signings and things like that. Okay. Well, I do have a fan page on Facebook, and it's entitled "Save Single Sister Real Talk." Also, I do have a website. It's com, And you can also order the book from, um, it's also on iPad, on Nook and Kindle. And that's it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I support, I buy, all, I buy everybody's books. So I'm definitely letting you know now that I am going to cop a copy. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I love supporting folks when they're doing what they're doing. So I'm definitely going to get a book and get one for somebody else. Thank you. All right. So, Pam, before we let you go out of here, any uh, final words, anything you want to share with our listeners? Well, I would hope that your listeners pick up a copy of my book. Um, Share it. It's not just for singles. Um, there are some married people who have bought my book and enjoyed it. There are men who have bought my book and enjoyed it. And I would hope that everybody would get something to empower them to go higher because I always say that I, as a single mother of three, was able to write books, graduate with my master's and my bachelor's, and get a daughter out of college and a son out of high school thus far. So I, if I can do all of that, what's your excuse? Good stuff, good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look forward to big things from you, Pam. Thanks for coming on. Wish you the best. All the best you, Thank you. All right. Have a good night. You too. All right. Adrian, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back with our Ask. I can't call it R&B. We're going to call it our Ask A&R segment. <laughs> 
tonight we're going to tackle some of these <laughs> issues that have been popping up in our Facebook group. We'll be right back in one minute. All righty. The week after Christmas, I received a notice from my mortgage company. They were about to foreclose on my house. I called my provider law firm and I told them what was happening to me. They helped me understand my rights and what my options were. With their advice and counsel, I was not only able to prevent foreclosure, but also refinance my home, all by the end of January. While we can't stop you from getting a foreclosure notice, we can help you with the housekeeping. Legal Shield. Total access, total freedom. For more information, go to www.ghmshield.com. All right, welcome back to the Ryan and Brian Show. We are here with our special guest, Adrian, guest host, Adrian Watson Carver. So, uh, hey. <laughs> If you are interested in advertising on the Ryan and Brian Show, go ahead and send us an email at info at com. We can talk to you about that. So, Adrian, we are going to uh, close out the show as we normally do with our Ask R&B segment. That's where we pretty much tackle uh, issues that have been brought up in our Facebook group. And then Brian and I will talk about them. So I'm going to add, you and I are going to talk about them, get some different perspective here. So we're just going to go through a couple of things. Um, you know, last week, I know you have three kids. Shout out to uh, your, your children. And yeah. last week was the NFL draft. And and the question came up last week about um, one Matt Barkley. He was a quarterback for USC. Uh, had he come out of school a year early uh, last year with, like, the RG3 and Andrew Luck, uh, he probably he was, he was more than likely going to be a top ten, maybe even a top five pick in the NFL draft as a quarterback. He chose to come back to school. Uh, stay a year, get his degree, and and, and uh, play one more year so that he can try to improve his draft status. This year, he had a lackluster season. Now, statistically, he had a good season, but the team didn't win a lot. of. They didn't go to the championship, and he had an injury at the end of the season. So this mm-hmm. year, he ended up being drafted in the fourth round, uh, which literally cost him almost $20 million in, in signing bonuses, Guaranteed contract. Uh, he has a three-year contract now versus a uh, five-year contract he would have gotten last year. Uh, so he lost a lot of money uh, by, by waiting. Uh, granted, had he gone last year, he might have gotten the big money and he could have flopped in the NFL, but he would have been still getting paid. Uh, so the question came <laughs> up. <laughs> the question came up. You know, if this is your kid. You know, uh, your child is a junior in college. Uh, and they're in college on a sports scholarship, and they have the uh, the option to come out of school a year early uh, to play pro sports. Uh, what what do you tell your child? Do you tell them to stay in school and get the degree uh, and, and bypass all that money, or do you tell them get to work? Well, I think it depends on your child, and it depends on the circumstance. Um, perfect example is Kobe Bryant, um, even though it's basketball. Um, he went straight into the NBA, but Kobe, um, through I, I worked for the NAACP, and we were following him for some of the things that he was doing because he was such an excellent high school student, scored 1,100 on the SAT, and was a really good student. So we kind of were following him um, and saying that, you know, because at that time people were trying to even tell him that not to finish high school. 
but he did finish high school. And while he was in college, while he was playing professional ball, his month for school, he was taking classes. Um, Jawan Howard continued to go to college and earn his degree while he played professional ball. So I'm saying that you can do both. You know, so it just depends on your child and their circumstances. If you're a professional basketball player, you don't need a scholarship. You can pay for school. Um, So there are a lot of athletes, professional athletes, that continue to go to school and earn their degrees. So many of them have done it. Um, So even if you're looking at any profession, like Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer was in school, got a great job. Somebody liked him, got a great job working for NBC. He earned his degree not too long ago, I'm going to say less than 10 years ago, oh, wow. he moved up in ranks really fast in the business, and people loved him. So he got a job offer, left school, but then finished his degree, you know, while he was working. So I wouldn't just say blatantly, no, don't do it. I think you need to look at your child's life and your child's ability um, to be successful. Some people are going to be successful no matter what they do. And you just know that your child has that hunger and that passion to be successful and to be excellent. And I think that if your child is like that, which I think is like how Kobe Bryant is, I just the passion for excellence is in Kobe. So, you know, no matter what he's what he does, he's going to just strive for that excellence. So I think it just depends on your child. Yeah, that's a good answer. Now, I love the Matt Lauer example. I didn't know that story, but, uh, you know, it, it's good to hear something outside of sports as well that this is real because I know for myself, if my kid had worked that hard to that level, whether it be athletics or, you know, any other thing that he or she was doing, um, and had the chance to make the money, the, I think the, the the most, I mean, the point most people send their kids to school is so that they can learn information about something to in order to get a job and have a career. So if the career comes first, why would I, you know, make them stay in school right. uh, to, to get them up to what, instead of putting them already to work? If someone thinks that they have enough uh, information and enough uh, skill to do the job, uh, shoot, mm-hmm. go to work. Start making that money because you don't get those opportunities all the time. And, and um, like someone said in the group that uh, <laughs> education is, is for life, uh, so you have your whole life to get it. So I like that. Uh, yeah. that you, know, <laughs> you can always go back to school uh, yes. if, if the need arises, but you can't always call back. Uh, NBC or, or NFL team. Exactly. Uh, say, please draft me now. Uh, so that was good stuff. I, you know, I, and uh, that was pretty much the consensus, except for one person who saw it differently. But we know why he saw it differently. But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, I want to add the next the next subject that came up was about retirement, and you and I are entrepreneurs, so we kind of look at things a little differently. Uh, I know right. I re- retirement is not, for me, retirement isn't about reaching 70 and getting Social Security and, and walking away from a job. Oh, uh, I love you know, it. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, people nowadays, they, they aren't going to see that kind of retirement. Those who do work, they aren't going to experience that kind of retirement uh, to the degree that, um, you know, our parents' generation or the generation before them was able to do. Uh, so, you know, I, I want to ask you, you know, what uh, um, should people look for as plans for life after, you know, quote-unquote work nowadays? You know, what, I know people are pushing entrepreneurship. Everyone can't be a business owner. You know, I understand that. Right. Uh, but there's something some everyone should be able to do, right, to kind of supplement or, or what should they look forward to um, as far as life after work? Well, I I do want to address this a touch on the whole entrepreneurship thing. I think every person should attempt to be an entrepreneur. 
if you can. And we know that everybody's not going to be, but if you have some sort of passion or something that you do well, that you should because people become most successful and most wealthy, most millionaires are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Not saying that you can't become rich by working for someone, but the people that make the real, real money are mostly entrepreneurs, not everybody, but mostly. And um, and I think that we need to keep that in mind because anything can be a job. Um, but I also think that you definitely need to have a financial advisor and a financial planner who's going to help you put yourself in a position where you won't have to work all your life. Um, <clears throat> and that is regardless of whether you have um, um, Social Security or that um, Because I'm like In business for myself now I am still making sure That I'm putting money away And saving money And investing money So that even if my business I'm never going to close my doors Until it's just not I hope that my children will be able to continue my business, you know, after I'm gone. I hope my dad's school and um, etiquette school continues to live with all of our, everything that we do. So I do want to put my kids in a position, but I am trying to position myself so that my business can run itself. Right. And I won't have to be there. Right. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. Is when people think about entrepreneurship, uh, uh, so many people think that, one, it means you're rich, which isn't the case, you know, for everybody's business. Doesn't mean you're rich, but I think that most people, if they were able to make what they make at their job, make the same salary, but doing something that they actually love doing, then they would do it. Uh, right. but, the, but the fact is, so many people now are, are slaves to their job because they can't afford to take a chance on anything else. You know, they 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 can't afford not to. Um, you know, get an income because they have mortgage, they have cardinals, they have bills they have to pay. Uh, so a lot of dreams are sitting there forfeited because of bills. Uh, you know, right. and the thing about entrepreneurship, there's so many ways you can actually become an entrepreneur without, it doesn't mean you have to go and leave what you do all the time. You don't have to go and be a full-time entrepreneur, but even having those options, right. extra income. You know, you you make good income at work, uh, but had a part-time something going on where that part-time money you just put away. You saved all mm-hmm. that money instead of spending it to, to help supplement that, that uh, retirement income. You know, that that's an option that's there. You know, I know for people like us, when we when you love what you do already, it doesn't feel like work. So right. you know, retirement, retirement uh, doesn't is not the same thing. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing what I do. But like you say, it's kind of uh, when you can get all your income can become a passive income, now you can start doing other things with it. Uh, with your mm-hmm. time to help other people, then then that's uh, a different situation. And that's where you have people who are uh, really now you start to live the life versus just, um, you know, working your whole life. So I think that more people are going to start to really uh, look, in that, look into that direction, you know, really kind of seeing what can they do, what skills do they have, what passions do they have yeah. uh, that can be turned into something that's going to help them. Because, you know, too many of us leave our families with nothing but bills when we pass away. Right. And, uh, yep. you know, we want to leave with a legacy. We want to leave them with, uh, you know, I want to have my grandkids going in the Studio A and asking, who is that lady's picture on the wall? Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, you 50 years from now. Like, that, that's Miss A. You know, she think about Al, Alvin Ailey. You know, I, people know his name and, and his legacy because he went out and yes. started something. So I think so many of us have that in us, uh, but for whatever reason are afraid to go after it. So, and I so totally support you talking about the whole part-time thing because I never knew, and I never 
I mean, I didn't imagine. When I started my dance school, that's exactly what it was. Part-time income, just doing something a little bit, you know, on the side that I love. To If I have to make extra income, the way I'm going to do it is starting a little dance program. And that's what it was, a little dance program. I never imagined that it would be my full-time job. I mean, my mind just wasn't there when I opened it. Wow, that's awesome, man. But you just started following that passion. And as people say that, if you follow your passion, the money will come, you know, and, and you just were uh, uh, committed to what you were doing. And yeah, because uh, I was going to say that, that part-time thing, I, I totally agree with you. You can't just, you need your income, so you can't just quit your job. But sometimes if you start that thing part-time and you're really good at it and people really like it, it definitely can take on a life of its own. And you're just like, okay, well, maybe I can step away. I mean, this is not what I thought was going to happen. But um, that time and effort and energy, uh, definitely a business can take on a life of its own just because you're providing a good service or a good product. Absolutely. All right, last, last subject we're going to talk about tonight. Um, <laughs> i got to bring this one up, being from Baltimore. I know you've had that, heard the story about the whole Maryland correctional officer. Oh, Lord, that, Lord, Lord. I don't know who Tavon White is, but uh, I mean, the name sounds so familiar. I'm like, I, he's a year younger than me. I probably do know the dude. But I mean, he has got to win the Pimp of the Year award if they. Oh is. my goodness! <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, the story for those who who haven't heard it, or maybe outside of Maryland, uh, I just I I just know parts of it. Thirteen female correctional officers were indicted on charges of, of just um, smuggling in things to the jail. Uh, four of the female correctional officers were having sex with this one inmate that actually had his baby. There's five babies by four women who actually got pregnant by him. Two of them even have tattoos of the man's name on their bodies. This was just a, a huge, huge mess uh, that happened. Uh, and it's yeah. still, you know, um, bringing out information. I got the, the legal, the court pleadings. I didn't even read it yet uh, just to get the, the salacious details from it all. But what was your reaction when you saw this? I mean, how does this? Mm-hmm. I can see one officer, but you talking about thirteen women falling for this stuff? How does that 13 happen? Thirteen women and four are pregnant by him. Right? How, how does how does that happen? Yeah, that is absolutely, totally, and utterly insane. <laughs> That's just totally and utterly insane to me. I mean, um, he's a very powerful brother, um, and because uh, uh, I, I just, can't, I mean, I can't imagine. And at some point, you got to know what's going down. You know, you gotta know. You gotta know it's you and other people, and and then you know to want to to me, miss pregnancies sometimes are you know happen and you didn't mean them to, but a lot of times they happen on purpose because it's so easy to prevent getting pregnant in this day and age right now. Now kids, but when you're you know kids, I say they they're really irresponsible. But usually when you're 18 and over, it's really really simple and easy to prevent getting pregnant. So I'm thinking that they all wanted to get pregnant by this guy. They knew that there were others pregnant at the same time that they were. And they're just, I, I, I just really don't know what they, I don't know if they were hypnotized or I don't know what he did. He put a spell on them or I don't know. Well, I mean, he said he, he preyed on uh, the women who appeared to have low self-esteem. Uh, this brother's good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> because he, he hit the ball at the park on 13 of them. 
You know, and it's just like when you think about the power, the influence that someone like that had. I think some of the smartest minds are behind bars because oh, I yes. mean, you think about what it takes to uh, run a drug empire, what it takes to convince thirteen otherwise um, smart women who had a career going for themselves to give it all up for some incarcerated penis. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, but this brother had it going. You know, he had something going on. So he was doing something right, and it's just we're going to see how that unfolds. Uh, it's just a, a crazy, crazy time. Of course, the blame is trying to, you know, the blame. Fingers are being pointed all around now trying to figure out who is to blame uh, for this situation. It's crazy because uh, Fox 45 put out a, a, a poll on their Facebook page asking, was Martin O'Malley to blame? Was the um, uh, the person in charge of the prison, I forgot the official title, was he to blame? Or was Tavon to blame? And they never asked where the correctional officers to blame. <laughs> like, how did they get crazy? off of this? How did they get uh, you know, off without having any kind of blame on it as well? Yeah, so. and none of them have been fired. It's also some kind of clause oh, wow. or something that's been written that none of them have been fired as well. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, they're on administrative leave without pay or suspended, but there is some kind of clause in their contract. I'm not sure exactly what it says, but they have not been able to fire anyone. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Which makes it even crazier. All right, so they're still there. You know you got crooked uh, officers there, and you can't get rid of them. Wow. All right, Adrian, I want you to go ahead and give out your information, the website, stuff like that, for those who are listening so they can catch up okay. with you as well. And then we're going to bring you can on a check special me out. person. <laughs> yep, at um, www.adriancarver.com. That's A D R. I E N N E C A R V E R dot com and from there there are links to my other sites. There is a link to Studio A Modeling Etiquette and Dance Academy where you can um register for our summer camp. We have a summer camp for one hundred girls. There's a link on there for that. Um and then I also do pageant coaching. It's called Triple Crown Pageant Coaching. Um you can Click on the link for that as well. And all of those things can be reached at the um, adriancarver.com site. And if you know anybody in the Baltimore area that has a daughter between the ages of 4 and 15, send her to Studio A Super Summer Camp for an amazing experience with us. Um, you can also email me at mrs.acarver at gmail.com. Again, mrs.acarver at gmail.com. Excellent. It has been a joy, a plum, pleasing pleasure having you on this week. We're going to have you on again next week as well. Uh, but I want to bring on his time, and it's perfect, because we want to bring on uh, Brian did make it on to the air. Yay. So let me get him on the air real quick. Brian, are you there? Hey, I'm here, man. I've been listening to the whole show, man. Phenomenal show. You, you guys, uh, you, uh, people wonder where I was. I was tied up in the Brooklyn basement because uh, Ryan wanted to be on the show with all the ladies today. So uh, anyway, it, it was it was it was cool listening to you all. Uh, I will be back on the show. I just got a crazy hectic schedule for the month of May, but I'll definitely be listening in, and I'll and I'll uh, you know I'll come on the line when you need me. Brian, get you on here. Close us out like you always do, brother. Tell them how to reach us. <laughs> hey, you can reach us at www.rybryshow.com. We're on Twitter uh, at rybryshow. Uh, we're also rybryexchange.com, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash rybryshow. See you next week. Peace. Neptune, Saturn, your brain is in mold. So even if you fall, you can land in the cloud.
better aim for a mansion and land in a house. Sky ain't the limit no more. Look past that. See the finish line and then laugh that. Be the man where you used to get laughed at. God on it. Who would they to say you can't have that? Even when you fall, don't give up. Get up. Pick up where you left. Confess you a winner. Keep shooting high till you tear the whole ceiling. 